Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Yeah, we're all back, we're all in place. Coming up in 15 minutes, give or take a few seconds. You'll have the uh, keyword for this hour. So you have a possibility to $1,000. You just have to enter it at the website, KFI am640.com and you could collect the money that's coming up latest uh, mass shooting suspect uh, suspect is uh, robert crimo bobby they call him 21 years old you know what he's done by now he's uh, killed six shot dozens of others seven seven that's right there was another uh, death today yeah and dressed in women's clothing uh if you see the photos of him the wild tattoos on his face and neck and wild hair and clearly a deranged person and he left 10,000 clues online uh, that he was uh, sick. Oh, he was fascinated with mass uh, killing and violence yeah. and again, we heard that the cops came to the house twice in 2019 he threatened to kill everyone in the family they took away a bunch of knives and daggers even a sword, but when he turned 21 he still was able to buy the guns we have now uh, Brad Garrett uh, from ABC News. He's their crime and terrorism analyst, and we've talked with him frequently because there's been such a run of these uh, murder sprees. Brad, how are you? Excellent. Thank you. Well, uh, have, have you learned anything new about his, uh, his psychology, his, his online presence and obsessions? Any, yeah. Anything's come out in the last few hours or so? No. I mean, I looked last night at what was still up. A lot of violent videos, him in body armor with an assault-type weapon pointing at, I don't think a real person, but a representation of a person like he was going to execute them. Uh, I think there's a reference to walking through a school. My guess is he's not actually in a school. 
um, stabbing of figures that he's created online, not real people. I mean, to say he's a troubled soul, obviously, is an understatement. But what's important is, as you look at what little we do know about him, you know, if you were going to ask me or somebody like me, does he fit the profile of somebody that might end up committing a mass shooting? The answer is yes. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people that fit his profile that never become mass shooters. And the law enforcement is basically stuck until they have real information about somebody actually going and wanting to harm others. Um, and so it, it's a big, big problem. And and is that a, the police, but it, at this point, ahead. though, because we're dealing with, it seems, the same guy over and over, that doesn't seem yeah. like that's a good enough answer anymore. That that legally I, we're stuck. I, it seems like something our, our our policy has to change, our law has to change, our our because I, I, I can't believe these guys are are posting all this stuff for so long, so detailed. There's got to be dozens of people who see it. Well, there's there. I'm sure there's no doubt about that. The problem is that everything I've looked at online, and that's clearly a small window. None of it is against the law. It's not against the law to make violent videos and pretend you're shooting some something. Uh, when you say you're going to go harm somebody or harm a location, then that's actionable by law enforcement. I totally agree it's an inadequate answer for, for me to say what I said earlier. But that is where we are. I mean, the First Amendment gives you a lot of leverage to talk hateful and, and what if- violent. What about the Go fact ahead. that the police were at the home twice where he threatened to kill himself and he threatened to kill everybody in the house? Isn't that more well, actionable? He, well, and they did take action the best they could. They, they at one point, they didn't, weren't aware that he had any firearms and maybe he didn't when they did, you know, when they were there. But they seized knives and some other stuff. Uh, he started uh, seeing somebody in the mental health community. But, but can't he be on a no-gun buy? He turned 21 not that long after, and he bought a couple of assault rifles. Can't they stop that many, for a while? No, they did not have – Illinois, I believe, has a red flag law, and this, like California does, where you can go and get a court order to seize firearms. Um, they do didn't you, have any firearms. What do you have to do to get – what do you have to do to get a court no, order? No, but I mean a year later he does have firearms. I mean how long can we continue to track this person to make sure that he shouldn't be buying guns? Well, you're not going to be able to track him unless it's in a computer someplace. I mean law enforcement is not equipped to track every troubled person in every community. You're talking about millions of people. Yeah. And there, there's just no realistic way to do that. Um, without having some potential infringements of people's right to say and do what they want to say and do. All right. But uh, I, I would think the percentage of deranged people would hold fairly constant over the generations. And and this is clearly a modern issue, like especially over the last 20, 25 years. Let's say since Columbine, right? It really got frequent. Something obviously changed in the culture, and I'm sure it's – the saturated media and the cable news and the internet and, and, and social, it's all that stuff. Right. But now that this has changed, so many of these people are acting out where maybe they just used to live in their parents' basement and stew all the time. I, I, it just, 
it just seems it comes a point where we can't just sit here and have the same old debates and the same old arguments. Somebody's got to take action for a guy who's making it clear in public that he wants to kill a whole bunch of people. But he's not specific on who he wants to kill. That's the problem. And so could you – let's say that the family were so concerned they had him involuntarily committed, which is usually for 72 hours. They probably would have not found him mentally ill, troubled, but not mentally ill. They would have released him. And who is it that's going to keep track of him after he leaves? I totally get that we should be able to, to better monitor people like this. But I scratch my head. I mean, pol the police departments, let's use your city and LAPD and LASO. They'd have to have separate units to keep track of people like this kid. It's just not realistic. They don't have the manpower to do it. And so I, there is no answer to this other than we have to get better as a society in telling the mental health community and law enforcement when we come across people like this kid. That's not going to be perfect. He can probably pass a conversation with law enforcement well, or somebody do else. Do we need to change then, the definition of two what— Two weeks later, go out and commit a shooting. Do we need to change the, dish, the, the definition of what mentally ill is? Or maybe a definition for somebody who clearly has evil tendencies here? He's, he's possessed by some force that makes him want to kill people? I mean, you, you know how these things work, right? The guy, the guy had this obsession spinning around in his head over and over and over for years, all day long and all, all night long. He's obsessing and he's fantasizing about how to carry it out and all the details, and he's studying all the, all the previous shooters and what they did. I mean, that clearly is some terrible disorder that's ongoing in his head every minute of his life. But is it enough that somebody would actually adjudicate him mentally ill based on the definition of being mentally ill? And the answer is no. There's very few of these mass shooters would be defined as mentally ill. I'm talking about somebody who's psychotic, doesn't know right from wrong. They clearly know what they're doing. Well, he pre-planned this. Well, maybe like we should change the definition then. I mean, you look at the Buffalo shooter, Brad. I mean, he was inviting people into a chat room to talk about what he planned to do at the supermarket I mean, that's got to be actionable, right. even though there wasn't a lot of time. Right. Well, and shame on the people in that chat room for not coming forward. I mean, it's, it's those type of things. Were there people that may, we'll have to find out, if this particular shooter outside Chicago, if he actually made statements to people what, what he was about to go do? Maybe, maybe not. But again, you're at the mercy of that person. Let's say that happened. You're at the mercy of that person coming forward. And that therein lies the problem. Well, it, got, it, it just seems like we've got two paths. Either, either we decide to redefine everything about how we approach mental illness and evil and all the warning signs, or we just stop having public celebrations and public gatherings. And well, we walk around terrified every time we're, we're in, a, in a grocery store or at a ball game or something. And I don't think anybody wants to go down that path. So it just seems like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's change the way we define all this. So if you look at the countries where they have had mass shootings and reduced them to next to nothing, it's because they seized all the assault weapons and they have severe restrictions on who can have guns and who can't have guns. And the guns are the issue. And I'm, I'm not an anti-gun person. I wore a gun for 35 years. I have guns now, you know, registered 
qualified and all that stuff. But the point being is that is the issue. The ready availability of all these weapons just make it too easy for these guys. But And how, how in this culture do we do that? We, we aren't going to do that. I mean, we just aren't going to do it. I mean, the Republicans control 30 states, the state legislatures in 30 states. And they're not going to change. They're not going to restrict. In fact, if you look at what happens after many of these mass shootings, states will actually liberalize your ability to carry weapons without without permits. You know, you can carry them concealed just because you want to. And again, I, I get all that. All I'm suggesting is more firearms result in more people dying and more mass shootings happening. And if you're not going to do something about that, then we just have to get better at people coming forward and telling us what's going on, which, you know, you don't want to say that because that sort of puts you at the mercy of who picks up the phone or walks into a police station or a mental health facility. But that's kind of where we are. Yeah. No, definitely All right, Brad. Is. Good talking Thank you with very you. much for spending time with us. You're welcome. Take care. Hi, Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. More coming up, including the keyword for your chance at $1,000. John and Ken show, KFI. Hey, exciting news. Uh, we'll be talking more about it after 4 o'clock. Tomorrow is the day. In fact, it'll be tomorrow afternoon when they turn in the signatures for the recall of George Gascon as L.A. County District Attorney. How about that? We'll find out more about where they are at 4.05 when we talk to a spokesperson for the recall. Recall DAGeorgeGascon.com. But that's it. Tomorrow's the day. after have to turn in all the signatures. And I think there's about a 30-day period after that that the county registrar has to <clears throat> determine whether or not this will actually go to the ballot signature verification. Uh, so we'll talk. Uh, oh, and coming up after 3.30, it's been talked on the John and Ken show for years, ever since Jerry Brown was governor and we hear all this nonsense about the drought. Big problems for John's favorite California agricultural product, mm. the almond. The almond, Big yes. problem for the almonds. Yes, uh, the, the greatest water suckers in the state are these uh, almond farming companies. Well, they have a problem, the almond farmers. They Good. cannot get the almonds out of the estates to Good. the foreign countries that want them. Then we'll talk about stop it. Stop growing them so we can uh, not have any water restrictions. Now, you heard Brad Garrett, ABC News terrorism analyst. He was kind of making the case as we once again deal with the mass shooting. And this is what we hear from, I guess you could call it the other side that we need to reduce the total number of guns in the population. Hence, they go down the avenue of gun control, <laughs> yeah. background checks, the thing all is, that stuff. The thing is, people talk like maybe there's, you know, uh, you know, 500 guns out there. <coughs> Excuse me, there's 400 million. 400 million guns. And, and, and the number goes up every day. And it's going up even more quickly now because, you know, police aren't allowed to uh, enforce the law anymore. Right. And more people are feel, feel, feeling vulnerable. So if, if that's going to be the response, it's like, well, we're screwed. <laughs> we're completely screwed because we're I, I've seen we the got the First Amendment protecting nutballs who can go online and post all sorts of violent videos and their plans for mass shootings. And we got the Second Amendment protecting people's right to bear arms. Right. Right. There you go. So we have a we have a constitution. It's a toxic brew. <laughs> constitution that is not very useful in 2022 right now. Uh, it was a great idea in you know 1793, but in in right now in, in 2022, uh, with 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 social media, 
I, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know what to say, but I mean, it is really, really tiresome to hear this, the same debates over and over again. Seems to me, I don't, you know, Brad says there's a lot of people out there. I wonder how many people there are out there that post this kind of crap. Are there really? And, 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 and you know, the, among and, the young men, I don't know. I, I used to think thousands or tens of thousands, not millions. I don't think millions are posting this kind of craziness. And if it's, and you would think if you had a good algorithm, you could really go and hound those people. Maybe you can't arrest well, them, but if you say you come on over, you say we're watching, we see what you posted. Shut off the publicity. It might just scare them off. I mean, the the guys like this are weaklings. They're cowards. The so- I think they're easily rattled. The social media companies don't have to publish everything you put on. Obviously, they don't. Look what they did when the New York Post had that Hunter Biden story, right? Twitter blocked every Hunter Biden post from the New York Post. In fact, they blocked the New York Post entirely. They block. I, I see this on my page all the time. I've got people who believe in one wacky coronavirus theory or another. Uh, or one wacky coronavirus uh, cure or another, and they either erase them, block these people, suspend them, or they put a warning saying, you know, this is this is nonsense. They do it all the time. If you start typing in all kinds of racial slurs, they'll they'll flag it. That's just what I don't understand. Why do these social media companies want to promote this? Why do they have chat rooms? Yeah, but let me like, ask you this. Even if they flagged it and blocked it, do you think the guy that tried to post it would not still go about doing the shooting? Do you think that would it, discourage him just because he can't put it online? He, his, we had mass shooters before we had the social media world. Yeah, but we've got more now. And I, I think that— Well, they're copying each the, other. This guy the, was fascinated right, with mass I'm, shooters, I'm saying, past we, and present. You, when you find out there's a whole lot of other guys like you and you've cultivated an audience and you have people cheering you on— I think it really exacerbates this stuff. I, I, if you're free to talk every night in one of these social media channels, especially the oddball channels, right? If you go to 4chan or Discord or, or these places, and you, you know you got ten or twenty or thirty guys, and you're all trading stories about your fantasies, that's got to jack you up and give you courage. That's got to give you confidence to do it, right? Because you know you got a cheering session behind you. Well, the Supreme Court. Is going in the opposite direction anyway on the guns. As you know, they made that uh, ruling in the New York State case about people who want concealed weapon permits not having to show just cause to get the permit. And it was just announced the other day by Sheriff Villanueva here in L.A. County that he plans to respect that decision. And he speculated that eventually 50,000 people in L.A. County are going to get permission. Mm-hmm. to arm themselves in public. <laughs> and, and this is what happens when you don't control the crime. People well, feel the need to be armed, whether it's scared about a mass shooting or just scared about a general people uh, grabbing your watch off the street. You're going to see people who want to have a gun. And if you have, with George Gascon and Eric Garcetti in power, what's the argument for somebody not to buy a gun? That's right, releasing all the criminals the way they've been doing. <laughs> That's right. You released all the criminals and you told the police to stand down. You said the police were criminals. That's what Garcetti said. So how could... that? does nothing but encourage more gun buying. Yeah, obviously it's going to go in that direction. And probably most of the people that want the guns are not anybody you should fear. Don't you think that the robbers or the crazies, the guy in Illinois did buy his guns legally, but the the robbers are probably getting their guns well (laughs) without legal... uh, Gascon will not prosecute gun enhancements. Right, that's the other crazy. So So what... Why wouldn't they run around with guns and do all the shooting and robbing? Because 
there's no penalty anymore for using a gun in a crime. We found that out with the man that killed the two El Monte police officers. He was nabbed for gun possession and he got a slap on the wrist from Gascon. That's the way it is. Right. All right. Speaking of Gascon, after four o'clock, not only will we hear about the uh, tomorrow being the day they turn in the signatures for the recall effort. He appeared on NBC's news conference over the weekend to once again try to explain away his crazy directives, which have destroyed criminal justice in L.A. County. we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. We're going to go to that news conference. Including state's attorney Eric Reinhardt. He's the state's attorney for Lake County. FBI special agent in charge Emerson Buley Jr. ATF group supervisor Jorge A. Resendo. U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, John Lausch. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering. Highland Park Chief of Police Lou Jogman. And we'll begin with State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt. Good evening. My name is Eric Reinhardt. I'm the Lake County State's Attorney. As a resident of Highland Park myself, my family and I grieve with our neighbors over this unimaginable tragedy. On behalf of the State's Attorney's Office, I want to express my condolences to the families of those who lost their lives yesterday in this premeditated and calculated attack separate from those seven lives that were ripped away. Over two dozen other mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, and neighbors were injured. Hundreds, if not thousands, will be psychologically scarred by yesterday's events. These individuals, our community, and Lake County will never be the same. We are grateful to the unbelievably courageous law enforcement officers who were there when the shots were fired right here in this pathway. They and other law enforcement agencies from throughout the state came to this spot of danger. They came to help, they came to protect, they came to comfort, and they came to investigate. Federal agencies, including the FBI, ATF, and U.S. Attorney's Office have also been critical partners in this investigation, and you will hear a bit more from them this evening. These officers not only ran towards the danger, but worked tirelessly throughout the day and night to investigate and solve this case. I want to also thank all of the community members and business members and leaders who provided us with dozens of videos and photos. We continue our request for those photos and videos. This is still an open and active investigation. Please continue to contact all of the tip lines that we have suggested. To those who are physically and psychologically suffering today, in hospitals and in homes throughout our community, we offer our most fervent and urgent prayers. We offer prayers for healing, even though it feels that it may be so far away. I know that Mayor Rotering and Highland Park Police Chief Lou Jogman, Lake County and our federal partners have already started the critical work of supporting the individuals who need us so much while they are in the throes of trauma. Today, our office deployed victim witness counselors and licensed therapists also to Highland Park. Dozens of private individuals have volunteered to help. This has been one of the most uplifting things I've ever seen in Lake County's history. The community has come together, even in the throes of trauma. The loss of life and these devastating injuries and the overwhelming psychological trauma demand we seek justice and that we take broader action to protect life. Today, the Lake County State's Attorney's Office 
has charged Robert Cremo III with seven counts of first-degree murder. For the killing spree that he has unleashed against our community. These are just the first of many charges that will be filed against Mr. Cremo. I want to emphasize that. There will be more charges. We anticipate dozens of more charges centering around each of the victims. Psychological victims, physical victims, attempt murder charges, aggravated discharge charges, aggravated battery charges. There will be dozens of more charges against Mr. Cremo. But these seven counts of first-degree murder will lead to a mandatory life sentence should he be convicted without the possibility of parole. None of these charges would be possible again without the unbelievable efforts of law enforcement. I cannot thank them enough. I have to thank the men and women of the Lake County State's Attorney's Office. We're going to drop out here. Let's come back on the air, please. Uh, honestly, I, I can't take it, okay? That's a press conference from Illinois announcing the charges against the shooter, the suspected shooter in the mass shooting that occurred yesterday, killing seven people, seven counts of first-degree murder. But honestly, thanking everybody in the universe and getting applause, what the hell is that? What was the applause that. over? Uh, the, the, the charges. He announced the charges and the fact that he probably will get life without parole. People now... I want to thank everybody who was involved in this uh, prosecution and the whole situation with... Our... That's weird. We're not covering those. That's a waste of everyone's time. We just wanted to hear the charges which were made formal by that state's attorney. I guess that's who that was. Speaking there. So anyway... That's the latest from Illinois, the mass shooting. This Robert Cremo III uh, took the lives of seven people and over 30 have been injured. And uh, the latest from Illinois right there on the John and Ken show. We move over to a funny from the city of L.A. We're not kidding you. This is not The Onion. This is not satire. We have a woman. Her name is Marta Segura. And she is officially Los Angeles City's heat officer. I remember when they announced this a few months ago. They have something <laughs> called the Climate Emergency Mobilization Office in the Department of Public Works. And then she was given that she's the director, but she was given a second title, Chief Heat Officer. Just given that title uh, in June. So if you're feeling overheated, you're supposed to call her? Well, uh, this is the extreme phobia over climate change. She is supposed to warn people about rising temperatures and how to seek cooling alternatives. Because high temperatures can cause cramps, heat stroke, and heat exhaustion, in case you didn't know. How long do you have to live before you figure out that you shouldn't overheat yourself? Um, like how, how old do you have to be before you, you get that? And if it's really hot, you take it easy, get out of the sun, drink a lot of water, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this has a strong under, Darwin element. I mean, the Times likes to point out that 12,000 people die every year from 2010 to 2020 from uh, heat. Around the world? Well, although they wrote, no, the U.S., but uh, it says contributed to the deaths of around 12,000 people. I, that's, that's, a, that's a fake I, number. 12,000 people do not die from the heat. That's a completely fake number. Besides that, more people die from the cold. You know that? 
Bjorn Lomborg, the environmentalist uh, that we have on occasionally, he wrote yes. a whole column on that. The number of people who die from the cold far outweighs the number of people who died from the heat. And I want to see, I want to see the autopsies. Prove to me twelve thousand people died from the heat. Well, last they use year. the word contributed. That's a Contri good one. That boy, isn't that an all-purpose BS? It's like people who died in the hospital of being what? old and organ failure. Oh, they had COVID too. COVID it contributed. <laughs> contributed. What does that mean? So this woman, uh, it starts out, of course, she comes from parents who told her stories about women fainting on the factory lines and then overheating in the farm field. So well, it's another migrant worker story. That was 50 years ago. That <laughs> well, doesn't, people still work in the fields. but They work in the fields. You can't air condition the fields. But people know now to drink a lot of water. Everybody knows. But they air condition a lot of the factories now where some people Yes, they work, do. So. Air conditioning uh, was, 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 was not that common 50 years ago. That's why people didn't live in the South very much. So apparently the underserved communities have temperatures that can be 7 degrees warmer compared to the richer neighborhoods. This is once again the, about the, equity, in case you didn't see this coming. The underserved communities? What are, what are they being underserved with? I don't know. All we talk about is the underserved communities. All well, we've been talking well, about for three years now is equity. I, you know something? One of the things in life which gives you motivation, and I certainly had this, is I lived in places that didn't have air conditioning. And so what you want to do is you want to work and make money so eventually you can get a home with air conditioning or an apartment or a car. But you buy a fan. Or you buy a fan. I, I don't not understand this. What if, if you're not motivated enough to get a job that pays so you can buy a box air conditioner, which they don't cost very much. So her job is what? to advise people on cooling strategies uh, <laughs> to plant more trees so we can have a better canopy. <laughs> oh, by the way, when you were away, remember Tony Villar and the Million Trees? You know what the goal was under Garcetti? What? 90,000, and they didn't even reach that. No, there's still like 30,000 trees short of planting 90,000 <laughs> trees in LA. So he, he planted 60? Something like 60 or okay. 70. I remember um, um, uh, Viragosa planted, uh, f I think, 48,000. So oh, I, then he probably beat Viragosa's. I know, but it, it, I guess that's the range in eight years. That's about as many trees as you can plant. Do we know if they lived? Because I remember, I remember that. No, a lot of them don't. The story said people don't take care of them. Yeah, uh, Viragosa's scam was they would hand out trees at these public events, and you'd get a tree that was uh, in a basket, and and then you were supposed to t transplant the tree out of the basket and put it, you know, in your in your yard in your garden. And a lot of people just threw them out. Well, the new campaign is you have to sign a document. That says you will care for the tree for three years, and after that, the city takes over. After, I don't know if there's any. What kind do you mean of after punishment. three years? What if? Well, the city will take over the uh, watering and the, the trees. Yeah, because you're supposed to plant the tree in some sort of a public area in your neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, not necessarily in your yard, but some sort of a. What public area in the neighborhood? I don't have one. Well, you don't have sidewalks and grass by the sidewalks or anything, or. Uh, no, we don't. No. And it's all private property up to the street. Yeah, well, these are the more... They want this to happen in more of the urban areas the, of the city. The where underserved? People, where the, <laughs> the people are, are underserved. I'm sorry, can, can we serve you? Uh, uh, so this woman did a long interview with the El Segundo Times. I like the part about, what kind of budget are you working with? 
We'll be allocating approximately 30% of our budget to heat risk prevention work, but it doesn't say heat. how much. <laughs> heat risk prevention just, work. What are you going to tell people? Hey, go in the shade. Go well, in the shade. Now, you want some ice with that drink? I got some ice for you. Now you can call this the climate change industrial complex. Oh, this is. This is we the- have people that get titles like heat officer to tell us to get to a cooling center. Here, here's a... Here's that great question from the LA Times. Who wrote this? Heidi DiMarco. Oh, by the way, did you notice who wrote the story? It's from the Kaiser Health News. It is. Yeah, and they do use them for some of their... Right. Uh, so this is this is like a sponsored thing. This is sponsored propaganda. I wonder, does Kaiser pay the LA Times and then they supply health articles material? for the Times? Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. How, well, here's a question from the reporter. How do you plan to address inequality? It keeps me up at night, she replies. How about this one? You're the first Latina to hold this position in the U.S. How does that feel? I don't think anybody holds this position in the U.S. There never was a, this position. A heat officer? A heat officer. Is there another city that has a heat officer? So, so is she going to go around all day? Hey, it's hot out. Oh, God, is it hot. I, I'm, oh, it's hot. Jesus, somebody. Somebody give me a fan. Oh, I need a hat. How do you so plan to I, deal with the homeless? I don't know. Bring them a cup of water? I... What, what are you going to do? Wow. <laughs> I wonder what she's paid. Oh, that should be online. Well, she is the director of something called the Climate Emergency Mobilization Office. Mm-hmm. She works in the Department of Public Works, but then they gave her the heat officer title this month. <laughs> chief. I'm sorry. Chief heat officer, which means she probably has deputy heat officers. <laughs> <laughs> Assistant heat officers? Assistant deputy heat officers? (laughs) Vice president of heat? Uh, All right, uh, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, that bizarro sicko guy, Bobby Cremo III, has been hit with seven counts of first-degree murder in the shooting that occurred in the suburb outside of Chicago yesterday, now killing seven and injuring over 30. Coming up after 4 o'clock, the Gascon recall desk. Let's hope it will stay in action for months to come. Tomorrow's the big day. They're turning in the signatures. We will talk to uh, Tim Leinberger with the recall. uh, Coming up after 4 o'clock to see what tomorrow's event is all about. Uh, This story, Deborah Mark, is about a dead animal, but it's not from me. Who's it from? Look in the other room. Not John Cobalt, but there's another person. Eric? It's actually from Morgan, who sent it to me over the weekend. and she Oh, like, you're passing on the blame. I'm not passing on the blame, and Morgan's here. She can cop it. Nobody right. she can Well, you sent it. it to me, so I assumed it was coming from you. <laughs> well, I, I Morgan say- sent it to me over the weekend and was like, oh, this is perfect for Deborah Mark on Tuesday. I'll take credit. It's a great story. I I, it's hilarious. Guys want to- <laughs> uh, it's a guy in Jacksonville, Florida, by the name of James Nixon. Apparently, Deborah, he killed his neighbor's pet rooster. Here is the report that we get from, let's see what station is, uh, Kristen Rary from CBS 47 in Jacksonville. They come arrested me last Thursday they were here. I lose them to animals, but I was not expecting them to lose them to my neighbor. That was like my friend. The two neighbors say they will not come to an agreement, but no matter what, it ended with one of them spending 30 hours inside the jail on an animal cruelty charge he says he disagrees with. I didn't know to give it a 21-gun salute. CPR, mouth to mouth, you know, or call the chicken ambulance. Big Roo was Jason Day Felice's pet rooster. That is until James Nix hit it with a stick. So I'm defending myself. 
you know, I was feared for my safety. And the chicken, you know, uh, died. Nick says the rooster attacked people. I have not heard that because I know the neighbor here. Uh, I know him. Like, we're, we're friends. <laughs> he never said anything to me about it. I did tell him after the chicken hit my dad, I said, hey, man, the chicken attacked my dad. Oh, uh, what's the oh, It's just a chicken. What's he going to do? You know, okay, well, look. The neighbors <laughs> even disagree on how others saw Big Roo. The kids that used to live over there, they were throwing rocks and sticks at this chicken to keep it away. I know the kids down here, they played with the rooster a little bit, like would throw rocks at it and chase it. So one day when Nick says the rooster followed him and attacked him. His neck flares up and he's doing his thing and he's trying to jump up at me. He was trying to get the animal away. And I try to hit it, but the chicken's jumping up at me and I accidentally knocked it in the head. You know, call it a lucky shot, whatever. But when Dave Felice came home, all he saw was his rooster dead in a ditch. I said, I'm calling JSO. I called JSO. JSO didn't do nothing. Then a couple days later, I, I realized I could call animal control. And in late June, James Nix went to jail for animal cruelty. Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. While the neighbors continue the fight, Nick says he never should have been arrested. Chickens are dying every day, people, at churches, Popeyes, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Really? And Dave Felice says he might move out after all of this, but Nick says he's been there for 50 years and he doesn't plan on moving anytime soon. Now, if you'd like to see his full interview, you can see that on our web article. I don't find the humor in this, guys. John is quite amused. His face is bright red. And there's tears coming down my face. <laughs> really, guys? Really? I am not laughing. Thank you, Ken. Play, play to the, beat a rooster uh, to death with a stick? Yeah. Play the part about the chickens die every day. No. <laughs> Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. While the neighbors continue the fight, Nick says he never should have been arrested. Chickens are dying every day, people, at churches, Popeyes, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Really. And Dave. Really. <laughs> This poor, friendly, nice rooster was murdered. <laughs> he was fearing for his life. The rooster was attacking him. Oh, okay. I think he had a reasonable belief that his life was in danger. Imagine one of his talons scratches him in the eye or pokes his eye out or something. Right. Get Roosters are mean. Oh, yeah. The, those beaks are hard. They're sharp. No. <laughs> not buying it. They can be aggressive. Yeah, yes. they can. But this one, come on, this one has a history. A, a nice, history of attacking people. A nice people. history. You needed the deliverance music in the background. <laughs> I'm not so sure the man was in any danger from a rooster exactly. attack. I realize he could peck you, but uh, well, they have claws on their uh, yeah, they do their feet. But uh, sure, this is John, trying to make this well, sound they like got it. they have sharp the, beaks. The, the, like the rooster had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I will add. Both men sound exactly, or look exactly how they sound. Yeah, oh, Jacksonville, I, Florida, huh? I got, I got to go Yeah, I did. I looked at the TV uh, video of it. Uh, uh, and this poor rooster didn't mean anything because, you know, all these chickens die every day. That's right. Well, he's, he's correct, isn't he? They do. Yes. You know, Deborah Mark, I forget, I forget what movie I was watching. But the person's job was to sort the chicks into male and female, and the males were put into the grinder. Oh, my God. Because Who they, wants a job like Because that? they can't lay eggs. They're not suitable for chicken meat production. So they would just take the baby chicks, see if it has oh. a penis or whatever. And if it did, uh, if it's a male, they threw it into the, uh, the chipper. That's Isn't that just, terrible? Yeah, beyond terrible.
God. I just but then again, who's going to care for all these chicks? I mean, all right. now, plenty of people. You know what? Elementary schools like chicks. They they like putting them in the classroom so that the students can can play with them. Listen to this. For the eighth year in a row, Chick Fil A, number one, America's favorite restaurant. It is good. <laughs> eight years in a row. I guess you can eat rooster meat, but it's not as common. Is Roosters that capon? Roosters have more defined combs and wattles than chickens do, mm-hmm. which means uh, the red. Yeah, you can see the red crown atop their head. You can you can tell a rooster in the. Oh, sure. Chickens are often white with the. Right, lady. and the roosters really do that uh, cockle doodle doo routine too. They do. All right. When we come back, well, we're going to activate the George Gascon recall desk. The big news is coming tomorrow. They're going to turn in the signatures. We'll find out how that's going to go. And Gascon once again did the TV tour. He went on NBC's press conference with Conan Nolan to, of course, answer questions about his horrific time as L.A. County D.A. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.